The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin held his first press conference since his recent hospitalization yesterday as he talked about the U.S. response to the drone strike in Jordan by Iranian-backed militants that killed three U.S. soldiers. More from Anna Wernicke. Austin says any response needs to be carefully crafted to ensure that it doesn't incite further escalation in the Middle East. But Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the U.S. should have responded days ago. Hesitation and hand-wringing over of escalation have become hallmarks of the Biden administration's foreign policy. And McConnell says waiting any longer is a sign of weakness. Only signals to our adversaries that authoritarians can take what they want. Austin says neither he nor President Biden will tolerate attacks on U.S. troops. Austin also apologizing for how he handled his prostate cancer diagnosis, keeping the condition and hospitalization a secret from the president and the public. Actions that are now under investigation on Capitol Hill and the Pentagon. He explained yesterday why he initially kept his diagnosis to himself. I was being treated for prostate cancer. The news shook me, and I know that it shakes so many others, especially in the black community. It was a gut punch. And frankly, my first instinct was to keep it private. Lloyd Austin speaking yesterday on that diagnosis. An alarming number, or an alarming rise, I should say, in the number of laser strikes aimed at aircraft, including airline planes. Chris Van Cleve reports federal officials say laser strikes surged 41% last year to a record high. It's dangerous because it can temporarily blind, even injure the pilots, often when they are at a relatively low altitude, like when taking off and landing. It is a crime. It can result in time behind bars. It can result in significant fines. It's Chris Van Cleve with that report. I mean, you see these images. The alarming thing is when you see they show every now and then, like what it looks like inside a plane or inside a cockpit when a laser strikes a plane. And you wouldn't think that that little thing can cause so much headache, but oh my goodness. It really can. Absolutely. It's 5.04 now on WBEN. Authorities in New York searching for more suspects, most believed to be migrants, in connection with an attack on two New York City police officers. The officers were patrolling outside a migrant shelter when a scuffle broke out. The group of migrants kicking and punching the officers, running off with their phones. Six people have been arrested, but police believe at least 13 were involved. New York's governor was asked whether the suspects should be deported. Get them all and send them back. And this morning, outrage growing over why several of the suspects were set free without bail. Authorities are investigating whether four of them then hopped a bus to California using fake names. The New York mayor's office, furious. Yeah, without bail, that picture now famous over the Internet. Over the last 24 hours, Allison Kosick with the report. Here at home, a February food drive looking for one of the top items needed by food banks to provide nutrition to families. WBEN's Max Ferry is here with more on how you can spread the love. 
Feed More Western New York has chosen the month of February again this year for their sixth annual Spread the Love Peanut Butter Drive. The Spread the Love Peanut Butter Drive is something we try to hold once a year to ensure that Feed More Western New York is able to have enough donations of peanut butter on hand to help meet its high demand throughout our partner food pantries as well as for use in our backpack program serving children in need. Catherine Schick of Feed More Western New York. Why peanut butter and not other shelf-stable foods? Peanut butter is highly requested by the partner agencies that we work with, so our food pantries that we supply food to are always looking for more donations of peanut butter. It's also commonly used in our menu items for our backpack program, which serves children in need. So we're always looking for those peanut butter donations to help feed our community, and uh, by holding the Spread the Love Drive, it's a really good way to spread awareness about our need for peanut butter and to get those donations so we can continue to serve the community in need. Community members may drop off donations at Feedmore Western New York's warehouse at 91 Holt Street in Buffalo, weekdays from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. and 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays. Or you can go online and buy peanut butter that can ship directly to Feedmore's warehouse. You can find that link to donate and more details at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. You know, that's pretty cool. I mean, it sounds lazy to some people, but the idea that you can just go online yeah. and, you know, hey, you busy, you're running Check around, you don't have yeah. necessarily time to go uh, somewhere and drop it off. You just, you know, swipe Done. around and have it dropped off right to the that's food great. bank. That's great. It's a neat idea, and uh, I'm sure it'll help out a lot. We'll see if it uh, pays off. A good story there. And check out more at WBEN.com. Well, all right. Rise and shine. It's Groundhog Day. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. When it comes to Groundhog Day. I enjoy Groundhog Day. Meteorologist Andy Parker of at Andy Parker TV. I love that there's a day where we can kind of celebrate the weather, even though uh, it is an animal coming out of the ground to see a shadow. It's something in the middle of winter that kind of gives a little uh, little. WBEN 7 weather meteorologist Autumn Lewandowski notes groundhogs have a 50-50 chance of being wrong. People make fun of us all the time, so might as well get in on it with a groundhog as well. Is there any resentment to the attention groundhogs get this day? Not at all. If, if they want a little bit of fame as well, go for it. If, I guess if that's what you want to call I think they're way more famous than, than we are, I would say. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Okay, uh, that's Groundhog Day. I I don't know the answer to this. Maybe I should. Maybe it's like one of those, duh. Which is which? The see the shadow, the long oh. winter. Oh, right. I have no idea. I have to check. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's the it's the whole premise well, of the uh, the forecast, and I just you know what? Here, year after year, I have no idea. Here in Buffalo, isn't it a safe bet if you say six more weeks of winter? Yeah, on February no one's going to say you're wrong. Exactly. Even if it, even if the sun starts shining, no one's going to say you're wrong. Right. We got the answer. So the legend is, if the groundhog sees his shadow, he gets scared and returns to hibernation, serving as a prediction of six more weeks of winter. Okay. <laughs> So you're hoping he doesn't see a shadow. Apparently. Yeah. But, um, I mean, come on. It's February 2nd. There's going to be six more weeks of winter. Hey, after this January, it reminded me, you know, it's. I'll go with the classic forecast. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. And it's going to last you for the rest of your life. I mean, that's how it felt, <laughs> right, in Western New York yes. over the last 30 days. So I don't know. Maybe he was right in the uh, movie all the way back then. So Groundhog Day, we'll, we'll get the answer for you a little bit later on. It's about like an 
hour and a half from now, two hours from now yeah. for Dunkirk Dave. It's at sunrise, right? Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll be talking with Dunkirk Dave's handler coming oh, up later I can't on. Can't wait! Morning. I don't think we've ever done that. No, um, I can't wait to see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Should be a good one. Uh, after you're done watching The Groundhog, what about over the weekend? One new movie opening wide in theaters this weekend. Who are these people? Real life spies. Argyle finds Bryce Dallas Howard's author character caught up in her own world of espionage. Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, and Dua Lipa co star. Argyle will easily top the box office. More spies on streaming. I'm Jay. I'm John. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a reboot of the 2005 Angelina Jolie Brad Pitt movie, this one starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. That's on Prime Video. And Sunday night on CBS, it's The Grammys. Singer-songwriter SZA leads with nine nominations. She's performing along with Billy Joel, Billie Eilish, U2, and more. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Is that like, uh, are they going to do a dueling pianos? Who's the better Billy? Billy Joel, Billie Eilish? That they would get me that. tuned into the Grammys. Like that should I think be that's a great idea. The thing, uh, like different things like that, you know, like right. Battle of the Bands or I don't know. But Grammys is this Sunday. Your exclusive WBEN seven weather forecast: mostly cloudy this afternoon with temperatures in the mid thirties. Tonight, mostly cloudy and chilly. Overnight lows in the upper twenties. On Saturday, we'll have sunshine breakout with highs in the mid-30s sunny near 40 on sunday with your exclusive wben 7 weather forecast i'm chief meteorologist aaron minkowski jeff boron from sendyourkidstocollege.org is on the wben trocare college live line if you have kids in college there is a little bit of i guess chaos in the fafsa process of jeff an overhaul of the federal student aid application was supposed to make things simpler this year Instead, it seems like it's anything but. Well, you know, Susan, it's causing a lot of headaches and we're getting bombarded with calls. Uh, The colleges are sending emails to the prospective students saying, hey, we haven't received your your FAFSA, your financial aid information yet. Uh, In the meantime, because of a glitch in the system and calculating the formula, uh, they have delayed, they announced they've delayed transmission of FAFSA data to the colleges till at least mid-March, and they've, uh, they've given no date as of yet. Uh, that's going to cause a lot of hiccups in the award letter process going out to students. So there's actually talk now of the traditional May 1st decision day deadline having to be pushed back to possibly even June or July. Wow. I mean, that is a a big pushback. I I had heard that maybe these financial aid offers wouldn't come until April. And and even if that's the case, if we're talking April and students are waiting that long for the offer from a college, from a university, from the FAFSA program, what can that do for your planning? That has to throw a lot of things kind of in a loop and make people wondering, "Uh uh-oh, am I going to afford the bill when it comes? Right. It's it's tough because, you know, students need this information to select the college that they're going to go to because part of your decision is cost. And that's being delayed. It's causing a lot of frustration. Right now, there's over 3 million FAFSA applications sitting in a queue uh, waiting to be transferred to the colleges, which, again, won't happen until at least mid-March by the looks of it. The other big problem is Right now, if a student wants to add a college or make a correction 
to a FAFSA they've already submitted, the system is locked. So they can't go back in and, and fix an error or add a college or two that uh, they've recently applied to because it looks like something that might be a good fit. Um, that's causing a lot of frustration as well. Is there anything that the student or families can do to get around this or speed up the process, or they just have to be patient? No, they just have to be patient, which is tough at this time of year. There's a lot of anxiety, uh, primarily with students that are incoming freshmen, because you know they've applied to 10 to 15 schools, perhaps, and they have no idea what the financial picture is going to look like because they need that award letter. The reason for the delay, uh, I understand they're fixing a problem that actually might free up more aid for people. Can you help us explain that a little or understand that a little bit? It's funny you step back from this and it seems kind of simple to us, but they never updated the financial aid tables to accommodate inflation. So every year the tables get updated, just like our, our you know, our, our tax tables get updated for, for income levels. The same thing happens with the FAFSA, and they never went in and updated the tables for the current inflation. And what they found is by not doing that, that would have cost well over a billion dollars of financial aid lost to students. So they've made the decision to put the brakes on do the fix, and then recalculate all the FAFSA information before they transmit it. Is this, you know, glitch and delay in the entire system enough to have some students, even if they're already in school, kind of have that fear of, uh, you know, maybe I'm just going to drop out or take a semester off because I'm not going to be able to afford this with this aid coming in? You know, it's it's tough. It just leaves a lot of unknown and uncertainty. And for those students that are that are questioning what they're doing already, you know, maybe gee, this major isn't for me, or I'm not sure if I like that college or if I want to go back to that college. Uh, it just increases that level of uncertainty for them. So I'm assuming this is going to cause again that frustration, which uh, may make students make different decisions. I'm thinking too that this really affects incoming freshmen the most, right? Because we always thought that decisions for college choice were made by May 1st. If I think I heard you say June or July. I mean, that that's really late. Right. Well, we, what you have to remember is that colleges are preparing their operating budgets and projection because, you know, the college has to, has to make money. It's a business. So they need that information to really calculate what their financial picture looks like. And it's, it's, it's not just a, a cut and dry process. It, it's a long process they go through to really try to navigate what students uh, they're going to give uh, awards to and then fix and control their operating budgets so that the college remains profitable which we've been talking about right for years. The idea of that actually happening seems like a, a pipe dream. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting tougher and tougher. I've been doing this a lot of years, working with families on college and uh, through, through sending your kids to college, and the frustration level seems higher than ever this year, uh, especially when the parents and the students are getting emails from the colleges saying we need your we need your data but they're no longer in control because it's sitting in a queue somewhere 
and the college won't get it. It's too bad that the parents couldn't send the information to the college, right, the way they sent it to, back to FAFSA. But. Yeah, you know, I've been doing this so long, we used to do it on paper originally and, and send in a paper form. Um, so it's it's a lot different. Uh, the Department of Education is not looking very good, first of all, because of how long this rollout took. It, it was it was put in place to start, uh, and they've been working on it for three years now. And it was supposed to actually roll out October 1st of 2022. And then they said, you know, the system's not ready yet. So they pushed it back to October 1st of 2023. And then they delayed it again until January 1st of 2024. And when they rolled out the system, it had uh, flaws and it kept crashing. Well, hopefully uh, people don't have that rough of a time and are able to get this done on time before the bill comes in. All I can say is is be patient, uh, especially if you're parents and students. I know there's a lot of anxiety and emotion involved with picking a college and how are we going to pay for that. Uh, Be patient right now and just know that there's going to be a long wait time before you start getting those financial aid award letters. Yeah, there is that wait there. Hey, Jeff, thank you. Jeff Boron of SendYourKidsToCollege.org joining us live this morning. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.